One of the problems with running a problem-solving website is that you tend to get a lot of negative feedback. But we actually like living in apartments. Today, I've got Sue Williams with me, and we're going to be talking about the joys of apartment living. I'm Jimmy Thompson. This is the Flat Chat Wrap. Hi, I'm with Sue Williams again. Hello, Sue. Hi, Jimmy. So you've been writing about the joys of apartment living. Yes, I have. I've, I've written, written a piece for Domain magazine about how apartment living is a fabulous way to go. Obviously, that is not the general attitude of the public, is it? I mean, there still seems to be a negativity attached to living in apartments. Yeah, absolutely. Um it came that struck me really forcefully once when I was in the outback in um, outback Queensland, and I was talking to somebody there, and I was kind of feeling a bit sorry for them because they were living in the middle of absolutely nowhere, and there was nothing around, just flies and dirt and dust and stuff, and yet it soon um, became obvious that they were feeling really sorry for me because I lived in an apartment, and they were saying to me, "Oh my dear, surely maybe if you came and lived here." you'd be able to afford a house because our houses are about, you know, $80,000. And surely the bank would give you um, a deposit for something like that. And however much I tried to persuade them, they couldn't seem to understand that I was actually really happy living in an apartment. And it wasn't that I was desperately poor or that was my only option. They had no idea that I was living in a very nice apartment, so much nicer than one of their houses. So let's get to that attitude thing, because it's when we first started living in apartments in Sydney, which was a long, long time ago, last century, um, (laughs) the attitude was you bought an apartment or you rented an apartment until you could afford to buy even the crappiest little house in the worst area somewhere in Sydney. Do you think that's changing? Oh, I think that's changed enormously. I mean, back then, people thought it was, as you say, a stepping stone to a terrace house or a quarter-acre block. But now, buying an apartment is a stepping stone to buying a bigger and better apartment in a better location. I mean, I think a lot of people who live in apartments wouldn't actually dream of living back in a house anymore. Sometimes, um, when people have families, they tend to go to a house because they've got backyard. But more and more families now are looking at how much they've enjoyed living in apartments and then maybe moving to a bigger apartment to accommodate their family. Right, and do you think the availability of apartments is changing to embrace that idea that people want to live in apartments permanently? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are still lots of small apartments being built, studios, places like that, but there are also a lot more three-bedroom apartments coming onto the market or larger two-bedroom apartments. I spoke to a family recently who have just moved from a two-bedroom apartment to a two-and-a-half-bedroom apartment because they've just had a second child. Is that half a child? Yes, <laughs> that's right. But they say the apartment's plenty big enough for them. They go out a lot. They live near parks. They go, they go to playgrounds. And they kind of live a much more sociable life, really, because rather than staying at home with their kids, they kind of go out with their kids and, and they, they go out and they meet other families and stuff, which is a wonderful way to live, really. But, you know, there's been so much negativity recently. I mean, we've had the Opal Tower cracking. We've had the whole flammable cladding thing. Is that taking the shine off? Do you think? 
I think it's making people a little bit more wary. And maybe that's not such a bad thing because then people are looking at their choices much more closely before they actually decide to buy. So if they're buying a new apartment, they'll look at who the developer is, they'll look at their track record, and that's a good thing. And the good developers have good track records, so people will be encouraged to go with them. But even though those apartments have had terrible problems, I always think, well, you know, I could be in Opal Towers, which would be a terrible thing, but then again, I could be in a house in the suburb somewhere which could be falling down and have terrible cracks. And I'd have to pay for that all on my own because I wouldn't have the resources or the publicity to get other people to work with me. Whereas at least the people in Opal Towers, they, you know, they have had publicity. They are getting help from their developer and, their, and the builders. And hopefully the problems are gradually being resolved. Do you think, I mean, we've just had a change of government, well, we, or we haven't had a change of government more to the point. We've had an election <laughs> in New South Wales. Do you think uh, apartment residents, apartment owners are well looked after by government here? Um, Not so much, but I think we're actually claiming a little bit more of the limelight now. And I think uh, gradually, as our numbers increase, governments are realising that we are actually a force to be reckoned with. And lots of apartment owners, you know, well, lots of them are baby boomers now, um, lots of them are empty nesters. Um, so they're kind of articulate and they're used to getting their own way. So they're, they're kind of speaking out much more and making themselves heard, which is a good thing. But, you know, we had an election. We had the shooters and fishers and farmers who've done very well. We've had the keep Sydney open people, basically the clubbers and drinkers party, who didn't do quite so well. Why is there no strata party? <laughs> well... Why don't you start one, Jimmy? Well, look, I actually I actually don't think we should have a strata party, really, because I think we're seeing the fragmentation of politics and I think we should concentrate on the big issues. But I think with strata, people in strata making their voices heard, they can actually pressurise parties to, to put in some good policies for the benefit of um, strata residents. And I think mm. that's a much better way to go. And I think it's interesting because, you know, Labour has some good good policies with for strata, but maybe the Liberals will start listening to people a bit more now as a, as a result of the, the election. I mean, they did win, but, you know, they, they were challenged quite strongly. So maybe they'll start... They, they kind of keep saying now they're going to listen to the people. Maybe they'll listen to us as well. Well, it's interesting that in two areas where they could have done better, they could have held onto one seat and got one seat back, and I'm talking about Balina and Coogee, they lost ground, they lost Coogee to Labour, uh, they lost Balina, or the Balina stayed with the Greens, and these were both areas where the whole uh, short-term rental thing mm. was a factor. Absolutely. I just wonder how big that was, that apartment owners or or people who lived next to holiday homes were saying, well, we've had enough. Yes, that's that's a really good point. Because certainly in Coogee, I mean, there's an awful lot of apartments. In Ballina, um, there's an awful lot of places which allow holidaymakers to come in and, and lots of feelings about, you know, in the country areas, there's lots of feeling about climate change as well. And uh, so you've written an article that's going in... Domain Magazine, Saturday week, April the 6th. That's right, yeah. About the joys of apartment living. So when we come back, you're going to tell us what the joys of apartment living are. Okay, I'm back with Sue Williams, property writer extraordinaire, as well as being an author. 
something like 25 books, and a celebrated travel writer. So he's written an article for Domain about the joys of apartment living. So come on, Sue, what, what are they really? Well, I think it's really interesting for a start that Domain will be interested in a story about the joys of apartment living. I mean, isn't that a huge turnaround, really? Um, I guess we were all talking about celebrating houses and stuff, and it's great now that we're thinking of celebrating apartments. And I think there are so many great things about apartments. You know, they obviously have a bit of height, um, so often you get much better views. You can have fabulous views. You can have great harbour views. None of us would ever be able to afford, um, well, none of, nobody listening to this, presumably. Nobody in this house. <laughs> would ever be able to afford a house with fabulous harbour views, but many of us can afford apartments with harbour views, even if they're kind of distant glimpses of the harbour, really. So it's kind of nice being high up. I, I like that. I like being able to see the sky. I like being able to see the weather. And when I visit friends in houses, I suddenly notice that, you know, you kind of have a very narrow view of the world outside. I mean, some people obviously have fantastic houses, and I've been privileged to go out and inspect some of those houses to write about them. But mostly, lots of houses aren't very light, whereas apartments are very light. We tend to have a lot of glass in apartments, too. And we have interesting neighbours. Mm. Sometimes a little bit too interesting. <laughs> well, what else? I mean, the apartment, so you, you, you've got your harbour views. There's more to life than harbour views. What else do, do apart, does apartment living generally offer you? Well, you certainly don't have to spend every weekend mowing the lawns or um, clearing the gutters. And when there's a problem with a leaking ceiling, you don't even have to do anything there either. You just report it to the building management or strata management and they organise to have that fixed for you. Um, so it's fantastic not having to, to do any of that stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely hopeless at practical things. <laughs> we have a few plants on our balcony which always die after a year or so. So I'm really glad I don't have to look after a garden. Um, I'm glad I don't have to fix anything really that I can just call a building manager or the strata company to, to fix it for me or get someone in to fix it for me. Um, so suddenly my time is my own. I can go and travel. I can just lock up my apartment, go off and not have to worry about burglars. I mean, there have been some reports over the years of burglars scaling high buildings and clambering over balconies to, to break in, but that's pretty rare, really. Most burglars would choose the softer option of breaking into a house, I would think, mm. first. And when I actually go and stay in a house now, I'm actually kind of a little bit nervous because I think, oh... What if somebody tried to get in through the window or mm. smashed into the door and stuff? I do remember in a, an apartment block uh, I used to live in where somebody got up onto the roof because it wasn't a secure entry into the lifts, got up onto the roof, used the uh, fire hose to, to <laughs> abseil down onto a balcony, got wow. into the apartment and then found that it was deadlocked. Ah! <laughs> And meanwhile, he'd been spotted from the street sliding down the, the fire hose. Uh, so that when the police came to the door and and uh, told him to open the door, he couldn't. He couldn't escape. <laughs> uh, so they had to get the owner to come and unlock the door. But it was very funny because he's inside and the police are saying, Do you live there, sir? Yes, I live here. <laughs> Can you open the door? Oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Or isn't that a burglar who's always going to choose houses in the future? Yeah, yeah. When he gets out, he'll that will be his first choice. <laughs> when he gets out of the big house, you mean? The big house, mm. indeed. And what else? I mean, we hear a lot about the proximity to 
cafes and and is that really such a big deal oh it's fantastic i think more and more people are looking for lifestyle rather than anything else when they choose where to live and i live in an apartment um and it's kind of lots and lots of cafes and restaurants around there are schools nearby um there's a there's parks um there's great walking and i think that walkability thing is really important to people too but if you live in a house, then you're often living in the suburbs. You may not have those kind of facilities anywhere close to you. And I think we all really, we kind of want to eat out. That's our lifestyle now. We want to walk places. We want to be able to see people in the street who we recognise. Kind of be like village living, really, but vertical village living. Now, you've been in some areas of the city, um, and I'm thinking specifically that area between the Sydney city centre and the airport, where there are just so many apartment blocks and um and walleye creek is another one where they just seem to be all crammed together do you think it's being overdone there it's kind of interesting because when you look at places like waterloo and you, you kind of and zetland you kind of look at them and you think oh it is pretty crowded but people really seem to enjoy living there i mean it was different at first when it was just a few apartment buildings and, and lots and lots of uh, construction going on. But now more and more they're getting great cafes, great restaurants, and a lot of people love living there. I mean, we might look from the outside and think, oh gosh, it's, a, it's, you know, it's really densely populated. But the people living there seem mostly to really quite like it. Mm. And then they, they do evolve, don't they? I mean, I was down in East Village, um, which is down on the road to, to the, the literally to the airport, and they seem to have, you know, there's lots of restaurants and a fabulous supermarkets and stuff. Mm. You know, like when the people come, mm. then eventually the businesses follow. Absolutely. I, I remember when I bought my apartment, um, looking out at Piermont and thinking, oh, would I really want to live there? There's not very much there, really. Yeah. <laughs> and you look at Piermont now, which is the most densely populated part of Australia. And right. I've got friends living there. And who absolutely love it. And you're quite right. Um, the cafes, the restaurants, the facilities, like the, the the light rail, everything kind of follows on from people moving there. So it might be a bit difficult for the first kind of group of people who go there. But later on, it becomes a really vibrant, blossoming neighbourhood, really. And the shared facilities and apartments, I mean, does that make such a difference? Oh, that really does too. You often have gyms, you often have pools, you have to have really nice lobbies, meeting rooms where you can kind of meet people and, you know, if you work from home, you can go and organise your interviews down there as well. Not that I want to be too lazy and never venture <laughs> from my apartment building. But, yeah, there's there's some great facilities. Some blocks have table tennis tables. It's my ambition one day to live in a block with a table tennis table. There are some with pool tables. They're going to have to raise the ceiling height. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be nice for a badminton court. Yeah. <laughs> Often we've tried playing badminton in the car park once but it wasn't very successful but um those shared facilities can be fantastic and lots of buildings now are very sociable as well they have wine tasting they have christmas parties they have functions you know people come in and give talks and stuff and that's great to be able to have that just right on your doorstep i heard the new crown building um is it infinity it's called oh yeah has a, has, has a has a piano room a grand piano there's also one of those in um, in uh, the one at Ride, Top Ride. Yeah. They have a piano room too. And, I mean, the developer there, Iwan Sanito of the Crown Group, loves having these communal spaces. He's really into lifestyle. And he often has yoga rooms, meditation areas, 
really quite lush gardens as well. Right. Well, one of the fabulous. buildings has a waterfall down the side, I think. Yes, that's right. It's called the waterfall, I believe, <laughs> for some right. reason. <laughs> there, I mean, that's all fantastic. Uh, there's uh, there's the one in uh, is it Lumiere in the city mm. has cinema rooms. Like yes. You go, can go in. Does anybody actually use them though? Do you think? I don't know, but I think it would be kind of interesting to live in a building with one. I mean, it's. You know, even if people didn't use them very much, maybe it's great to know that they're there. And I think I'd kind of use one. I mean, I'd have a group of people, we'd rent a movie and, and go and watch it together. Or, you know, if it's your birthday or something, you could watch your favourite movie and force everyone else mm. to watch it too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be kind of nice. Lots of them also have cooking facilities, so you can actually have... You know, a barbecue, often on a rooftop, which yep. is nice. Yep. Or you can actually have communal dinners. And um, lots of buildings now have cafes down below. And I think you and I were talking to a cafe owner once who was delivering um, food up to an elderly resident every yeah, day, yeah, which is an amazing day. facility, isn't it? Yeah. That's something to look forward to when we get old. <laughs> <laughs> but I noticed the roof of the new Hensley Hall. They have cafe tables up there and they have a communal barbecue. You know, mm. they're, they're basically, at first I thought, oh, that, that person has a, a whole bunch of cafe tables on on their terrace, but it's a communal terrace. So. Yeah, I think more and more developers are realising <clears throat> those rooftop spaces just used to be used as a dumping ground, you know, all the lift equipment and mm. maybe telephone towers, things like that. But now they're realising they're really important areas and everyone can have a share in them rather yeah. than giving them to the penthouse people who might not use them so much anyway because they're so rich, they probably spend half their life in Paris and <laughs> Milan yeah. and stuff. But if you actually use a rooftop for a communal space, everyone can have a share in it. So even if you're on the you know on the ground floor in a tiny studio apartment in the cheapest um, place in the building, you still have the opportunity to go up on the rooftop share the view, you know, have a few drinks, have a barbecue, have your friends over. And that that really adds to a lifestyle of a building. Which brings us neatly to the topic of community, and we'll be talking about that in a minute. Hi, I'm with Sue Williams, and we're talking about the joys of apartment living. And one of the joys, or perhaps not so much, depending on where you live, is community, living as part of a community. I mean, is it a real thing? Do, do people form communities in apartment blocks? Yes, they really can. Um, I know an apartment building where lots of um, people have dogs. And then when they go out and walk their dogs, they all kind of get to know each other. They get to know each other mostly by the names of their dogs. Like right. they'll say, you know, the father of Ralph or the mother of Bingo or something. But um, they kind of form a really strong community and then everybody else gradually filters into that community as well. So the community can start in lots and lots of different ways. But in a lot of buildings, there is a fantastic sense of community. But, I mean, you've mentioned pets. I mean, that's one of the big issues in apartments. I mean, I've had people say to me, oh, of course, everybody knows you cannot have pets in apartments. This has changed. Oh, absolutely. And um, it's, I think it's really retrograde thinking now to think you can't have pets because you can have cats, you can have birds as long as they're not too noisy and don't disturb the neighbours, and lots of breeds of dogs, even um, greyhounds and... Great Danes. Great are... Danes. They're fantastic dogs because they're kind of really quite lazy and languid yeah. and they don't really need very many walks. Yeah. So it's, it's quite surprising. I think one of the worst... But you do need an extra sofa. 
Yes, that's right. <laughs> Separate sofa for the dog. Or a king-size bed if they sleep oh on the bed God. with you. Well, that would be hard, wouldn't it? But I think sometimes, you know, you, one of the worst um, dogs in apartments is a Maltese terrier that kind of barks and barks, which maybe it hasn't been trained properly. But if dogs are trained properly, then an apartment is a great place for them to live. In an apartment building, I know there's dog walkers come in every day for people who are out at work all day and take a big gang of dogs yeah. <laughs> who all seem to adore each other out to the park together, and that's the real highlight of their day. Mm. Um, and also, obviously... They should come and take some of the people out to the park as well. <laughs> that would be an run excellent idea. <laughs> oh, no, they have personal trainers for that. <laughs> yeah, and, well, there are personal trainers who come along to people's gyms and they kind of meet a group of people all at the same time. I think lots of people who don't like apartments or who have never lived in apartments are always worried about having so many neighbours and what if they don't like the neighbours. But you're always going to have neighbours you don't like very much, but there's going to be a lot more neighbours that you do like. Hmm. And in a house when you have bad neighbours, you're kind of stuck. Yeah. Whereas in an apartment, at least you can do something about them. You can complain to the building manager or the strata manager. You can actually get out. Um, you can persuade the owners' corporation to take out breach notice against them if they're too noisy. Yeah. You can actually do a lot of things about kind of noisy neighbours or neighbours who have parties. Whereas in houses, there's not an awful lot you can do to control them. No, I had a friend who uh, the, his neighbours had a three-day non-stop Christmas party. And after the third day when he went round and knocked on the door and said, could you please just turn the music down? And my kids haven't slept for three days. The people were, well, they were drunk for a start. They went completely berserk. They attacked him. They attacked his house. And the the owner of the house next door, who was the ringleader and all this, it took three police cars to subdue him and oh take him away. God. Then he applied for... Uh, kind of like an AVO kind an of AVO. thing. An AVO. He applied mm. for an AVO against our friend, who oh. then had to turn up for court to defend this AVO order. And the other guy didn't even bother to turn up, you know. So then wow. that's what happens. You know, you're in a house. Yeah, and you have to you're do it just all you and the person next door. That's right. But with an apartment, you've got the um, strata committee. You've got um, professionals who are running the building for you. They are the ones who take the heat, really, which is fantastic. But come on, let's take the rose-colored glasses off. There are people in buildings. They're busybodies. They're they're know-alls, they're control freaks. I mean, you have encountered these people, surely. Yes, absolutely. But I must say the good people in the buildings outweigh the bad people. And it's kind of easy to avoid some of the, you know, the people that you don't really want to spend time with. Yeah. You might see them in the lift, but, you know, you might say good day or you might choose not to. But really, that's the only kind of time you're with them in an enclosed space <laughs> right <laughs> in a lift you can yes. and you can always choose not to get in the lift i suppose well that's true or get out if they're getting in which mm. is if you really want to make your point yeah <laughs> so would you if you've won a house in a competition are you going to move into this fabulous house maybe it's got a nice view of the ocean or something i would sell it and buy a fabulous apartment with a fantastic view um, with an even better view, because it will be higher up than a house. Yeah, look, I just don't think I could go back into a house anymore. I, I really I really wouldn't want to. Um, I just love the convenience that an apartment offers. It's just so easy. And with a house, maybe if you had a really fabulous house and you were really rich, you could afford a gardener, you could afford somebody to do the plumbing and all that kind of thing. But you've still got to, you know, be in when they come round or 
get a housekeeper or I don't know how you <laughs> yeah. live when you're rich, really. But um, <laughs> I think living in an apartment is the closest thing to living like a rich person in a house that that you'd ever really need. Right. Well, thank you very much, Sue. We look forward to your article in Domain on April the 6th, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you again soon. Thanks, Jimmy. Nice to be here. Well, that's the Flat Chat Wrap for another week. Uh, Thanks to Sue Williams for turning up and telling us about the joys of apartment living. Um, We'll be back again next week, uh, hopefully with something that's not too depressing. Something nice and uplifting, I think, is the way to go. Uh, If you enjoy these podcasts, please subscribe through whatever service you get them through, whether it's iTunes or whatever. And please pass them on to somebody else who might be interested. Uh, It's all about getting the word out there. And, of course, if you want to find out more about what's happening in Strata, go to flat-chat.com.au. I've been Jimmy Thompson. Talk to you again next week.